Hello and welcome to Sector One, the first stop you should make for your most sport fix. I'm Lily and I'm joined by Sid, Devon and Meris. And today we're going to do in the race rewind. Should we, we start with, should we start with the pyramid, you know? Yeah, I think we should. Fan favourite. I was going to say fan favourite, but I don't know if it's it's got that far yet. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so our driver at the bottom of the py- pyramid is a driver that shouldn't be at the bottom of the pyramid. He shouldn't mm-hmm. be down here. And this is Valtteri Bottas. Someone explain to What a shocker. Oh, what a shocker he had. It's no, like, it was bad. even from the first moment he stepped out in like quali was just bad for him i can't yeah. like the top 10 was really close it was only five six tenths but to be five tenths off your teammate is not great no, and the fastest car uh, it's just yeah like the world championship car because we know that merkel got a good chance at the world championship mm. i just think it's yeah. embarrassing slightly Sorry and he never us. recovered from it yeah he no. never recovered he spent so many laps stuck behind stroll which he and shouldn't have been stuck behind. They're a customer Yeah, car. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I get he didn't have DRS. Like, I understand that bit. But the car was so much faster than that Aston. Like, he should have got past. If you look at Lewis, Especially when he we managed saw... to get through the field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So why couldn't Bottas do the same? Is this us perhaps seeing that the fact that finally everyone's seeing that Lewis Hamilton is the best driver we've had? Mm. He is an amazing driver. We're seeing mm-hmm. this difference between Bottas. Is Bottas not performing or is Lewis just outperforming Outperforming. Yeah. It comes back to what Max Verstappen said and it is exactly these conditions and these scenarios in which Lewis can make the difference. Like if you were to reverse Valtteri and Lewis in that position, I can guarantee you Valtteri wouldn't have made it back up onto the podium. But, you know, even just like Lewis's mental focus of not freaking out when he's in the barriers and thinking, oh my God, the race is over. He sat there calmly managed to get it into reverse eventually and then continued and I know we had the red flag which definitely did help but still to just mentally take yourself back from that and get up onto the podium not even just third like second it was yeah it was really impressive 100% he was giving me rookie vibes just not just not up to it this weekend really not and we will talk about his instant with a certain 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 Mercedes Academy driver a little bit later Mm -hmm. but I honestly just think Bottas was on the back foot and he just did nothing to prove himself he he didn't he didn't make a comeback like we were all expecting to see in a car so fast it made me look a bit stupid though because yeah I don't know if you've seen our TikTok I was convinced that Valtteri Bottas was going to take pole uh yeah didn't really turn out that way so I now look like a bit of an idiot but to be honest I don't think any of us saw it coming like mm. obviously Bottas did well last year oh Sid maybe did okay my race prediction was right I saw it coming I saw it coming guys me and Sid put our I race just, predictions spot on I just thought Bottas had something a bit more in him but yeah well we move yeah. on yeah, he can redeem him, redeem himself in a few weeks, hopefully. So the next yeah. driver on our pyramid is another driver who does not have the best weekend. He should not have been down here once again. It is Sergio Perez. In a way, this I'm not going to say it makes me happy because I like to see a driver do well, but I like to see that it's not just Alex Albon. Yeah, I can oh, yeah, get you on that. 
that was a big thing being like if Perez does well it's just Alex Albon he made a rookie mistake by overtaking under the safety car mm-hmm. like, that was something you do not do he's been in the sport for what 10 11 years you do not undertake overtake under the safety car no matter what I don't care if you've gone off yeah. track you don't overtake mm-hmm. it was that a really scenario because also why didn't the team say something like exactly. yeah, he had, yeah. He had, they're normally right on that yeah it's weird and I think he did have opportunities where I could have given those positions back quite easily. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think, yeah, obviously the actual overtaking was Perez's fault or we assume, I don't, I've not heard full team radios or anything. Yeah. Who would have thought the team would step in, especially Red Bull who are Big so like that. that yeah. No, but I guess the only thing I was maybe considering was, you know, we saw Leclerc at the beginning in the formation lap and you know he went wide and he managed to get back ahead of Gasly but I guess to do that yeah yeah that's that's the rule with that one he needed to get back unless he wanted to you know start from the pits or whatever so yeah I think maybe the rules need a bit more clarification as well because yeah it's strange for someone as experienced to be making that mistake yeah Yeah. even sorry carry on even after the red flag he literally had a second opportunity to say, right, I'm going to get on that podium because he dropped behind Charles straight away off the line and he had that restart and he spun straight away and down out of the points. So he had, it wasn't like he had one opportunity. He had multiple times to prove himself and get back up there with his teammate and he just didn't do it. So the reason we don't actually have Checo at the bottom of our pyramid is because he had his base, best quality ever. He qualified P2 ahead of Max Verstappen, which is which angered me. <laughs> Max did have a mistake. Max did make a mistake. So, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll give that to outright him. Outright pace. Outright, outright pace. <laughs> I was very annoyed at that qualifying because I thought Max was going to get pole. I really did. Yeah. And then I saw Perez yeah. P2 and I was thinking, nope, this is not for me. I'm out of this race weekend. It was a great effort from Perez. You've got to give it to him. That was a great lap. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, yeah. I guess he just, we, which it. is strange Lost. as well, because Perez tends to be the one that makes all the difference on the Sunday. He's yeah. never yeah. been yeah. like a very strong qualifier. So his whole weekend was a bit strange in my head. It just, yeah. Yeah. Not characteristic from him at all. So even if you go radio, back to yeah. FP1, yeah. And he had that weird coming together with Ocon straight yeah, away in first was, practice that was so really apparently it wasn't yeah. actually contact apparently it was so Perez has a puncture and so has to take avoiding action and because all the team radio was all messed up Ocon didn't know that what was really was, happening and so um, when he took avoiding action he then spun off so it wasn't actually did you hear, hear what Helmut Marco said did you hear what Helmut, Mar- Helmut Marco in an in interview though he came out and was like, it was Perez's fault. He has wing mirrors and should have used them. Oh, That's what he was saying. Second life. race. Second race. Yeah. He came out and was like, he has wing mirrors. He should have used them. It was his own fault. And I was reading the article thinking, as much as I want Alex back, let's, you know, let's be nice. Let's be nice yeah. about him. That's Just a back very your drivers. It's not hard. Yeah. Kind of comment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is Red Bull's main issue. If you don't support your drivers and put them in this hostile environment, they, they're going to sink. They're not going to swim in that environment. Yeah. No one is going to. We saw the exact same thing happen with Seb at Ferrari. We've seen this happen time and time again with Red Bull. Give yeah. them a nice environment. Give them a place where they feel comfortable. Give them a place where they want to do the best for their team because their team is so supportive of them. Not because they're going to come back and the team's going to be disappointed if they don't get that top result. 
think yeah, it'll be interesting mm, to better the environment <laughs> it'll be interesting to yeah. see how he comes back from this and whether yeah, yeah. He's got that he strength to we know to he's got it in him through. i'd mm. like he him to come has. back as much as i'm not a fan i think as a red bull fan i'd like to see both yeah. of them fighting at the front for red bulls to have the constructors championship but then i'd be happy with just max winning the championship as well yeah. so i, I mean it, some... is that gonna be sorry Sid, on, go on I was just going to okay. say, I'd love to see some like an interesting dynamic between them when it comes to strategy, because I feel like that's something we've really lacked in the past years with not mm-hmm. having that second driver mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. I want to see Red Bull when it comes to their strategy, because their strategy team, beautiful, <sighs> they so good at what they do. So good. Yeah. Honestly, the winner of this Constructors is literally going to depend on these two drivers we've got at the bottom. It's going to be who can outperform mm-hmm. the other and actually be up there with yeah. their teammate. Because if Definitely. Paris is up there, then... Red Bull would have streaked ahead of Mercedes if Bottas was up there, would have been the other way around. So mm-hmm. even though it's Max versus Lewis, the constructors isn't really going to be down to them at the end of the day. It'll be down to Perez I and completely Bottas. agree. Mm. It's so much on these guys' shoulders because if, yeah. they, if they're good second drivers, which which they are, I think we all mm-hmm. know that they're second drivers. Yeah, if they definitely. can be good second drivers, either one of their teams has the championship in their bag. It The front mm-hmm. battle is going to carry on. I do not think we're going to see much of a change in dynamic over there. But if these guys can, you know, pull their fingers out a little bit, basically, <laughs> yeah, get driving, nice then, um, then it could be their championship easily. Definitely. Yeah. Should we Should we go on to our next driver? I think we should. Mm-hmm. Good. Mister Yuki Sonoda. This makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I he... think all round crappy weekend for him. Let's be honest. He um, it just he seemed he, he performed very much like a rookie this weekend, and I think last yes. weekend he did so well, mm-hmm. being a rookie, you know, finishing in the points in his first ever F one race. That's you know pretty impressive. Um, and then this weekend, I think, I don't know whether he was a little overconfident or he was just mm-hmm. seemed to be throwing that car around a lot and just maybe being a little bit too intense, not just over the radio because. You know, for a very small man, he comes across. He quite gets very angry. Radio. He's a traffic yeah. paradise. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was yeah. we can't repeat the rest of the words, but it's a it's a traffic paradise. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just think he was pushing a little too hard. That that was exactly what I was thinking because if you didn't already know, everyone listening, Yuki Sonoda, this is where he did all of his testing days. He's performed countless laps at this track, and so everyone was expecting him to come in and be on the front foot the whole weekend this guy knows this circuit like the back of his hand unlike Bahrain yeah. which he wasn't so familiar with so everyone was expecting him to come in and absolutely smash it out the park I don't know about you guys but I was thinking we could see Yuki on the podium very easily yeah. with the way yeah, he I thought last week and the experience he has at this track but it just didn't happen you know mm-hmm. issues in free practice huge issue in quality he crashed out big crash out the back. yeah he kept he the gay back and flagged yesterday he he was going over track limits even being warned mm. multiple multiple times mm-hmm. got a penalty for that didn't he as well yeah. so i just think i don't know he did a good job well you wouldn't have thought he did a bad job from what the commentators were saying about him and that's yeah like as much as I love the Sky Sports F1 commentators, I think they're amazing. But the way they were hyping Yuki up after the, they're not, he didn't have an amazing weekend, like you said, black and white flagged penalty. He had spins, he had a crash that broke the gearbox in half. Really, did he deserve all the hype that he got from Crofty? Mm. Like, did he? Like, 
they compared him to Alonso after he had his crash. They said, "Oh, Alonso crashed here. That means he'll be a future world champion." So and why I can guarantee giving Mazepin you, the same? I can treatment? guarantee you, if Mazepin had spun and crashed there, mm-hmm. everyone would have been right on him. Like, how well, dare he do this? Mazepin and, had the spin in quality, and the commentator said, and I quote, "The corners don't move each track. Why can't he get it?" Yeah, so well, it's just so disrespectful. Yeah. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you say that with Yuki? That applies yeah, more to Yuki the when he's moved. got the experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He knows this track. Oh, I just wish we could be we could stop with the double standards and you know rate mm-hmm. these drivers as what they are. Yeah, race racers, drivers. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But well, that's that's Yuki Tsunoda, everyone. That's, that's Yuki Tsunoda. <laughs> yeah, got a bit heated uh, there. Yeah, <laughs> just, just a tad. So next is, oh, Maris, I'll let you do this one. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Lewis, I, I think everyone was surprised that he was on pole on Saturday. Um, I don't think it wasn't like an amazing lap because I think, apart from Sid, who got all her predictions right this weekend. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I think with Max making that mistake in quality, he would have definitely been on pole. So... I think it shows that Hamilton's got the consistency that he was able to do that anyway. He obviously had that during the race. Bit of a poor start. I don't know whether he should have backed out of that first corner or not, but his first lap, he doesn't want to give up the lead, obviously. Um, And then obviously had that weird moment when he tried to lap Russell and hit a bit of a wet patch. (laughs) It's so painful seeing them just roll slowly into the wall. Yeah. And there's nothing they can like do about it. Like screaming at the TV, like, break! But obviously, it's not as simple yeah. as just breaking. But yeah, especially mm-hmm. Hamilton, like someone like him, you do not expect that from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, Lando might have jinxed him because I think the day before he said that Lewis doesn't make very many mistakes, and then oh. here we are. Yeah. He had a, yeah. a bit, a bit of a mistake. So I could be on Lando. I don't know, but yeah. no, it was it was very uncharacteristic of him. A lot of it was to do with the conditions, obviously. But I think. To come back from that, as we were, you know, saying before, was mighty impressive. I didn't think he was going to get it started. Like I didn't think he was going to be able to. I no. thought that was done yeah. then and there. Did you see on the timing yeah. screen? They actually put Hamilton and then put out next to his name for a fraction of a second. They had that graphic on the screen. Yeah. I was and looking at. I was thinking he yes! started to reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was quite clever that he what he was like. Right, I'm not going to go forward. I'm going to have to reverse out of this. Mm-hmm. and that's experience that showing yeah, as well it takes a lot of for him to think in that car. moment when he's panicking and going right am I going to be out of this race and to think how am I going to get out of this reverse out go back yeah I think that was really good we saw Latifi screw it up driving forwards onto the track so for yeah. to, you know yeah. reverse off the track I was panicking I was like somebody's going to come flying around that corner and we're going to have mm-hmm. another incident but yeah no, I thought one of the hazards was going to come around the corner yeah, but the thing is with these Formula One cars is that they're made to go fast. Like they're not made to go slow. So when they are driving slow, that's kind of quite a difficult thing. Like when they're doing the normal maneuvers that a, a, your average road car would do, it's not used to that. So you know, we'd no. think you know, just chuck it in reverse and drive it backwards. Come on, Lewis, you know, turn the other way. You know, that's how you do it. It's not that simple in a Formula One car. So no, like, it's not on that. Smart. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that talks skill. And obviously, his amazing comeback from that is why he's been given this. It was this amazing position. Just amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. That car is not made for overtaking because that mm-hmm. car is made to be a front runner. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be leading the laps. 
not working its way through the field and so Mm -hmm. I'm really impressed at what he managed to do and we know Lewis loves loves winning loves getting on the podium this way I feel like it's more meaningful when you do it like this yeah satisfying yeah yeah Mm. you earned it you earned it yeah next driver one of my favorites very happy about this very very happy (laughs) Lando Norris Woo! <laughs> oh I'm so happy for him I really am so, no I'm happy for him as a non-Lando fan it was good to see yeah he was flying all weekend like it wasn't just like he was quick in the race he was quick in quality he was even yeah. ridiculously quick in free practice he was mm. it wasn't he luck or anything it wasn't like people didn't drop out or I mean people made mistakes but it wasn't like people crashed out in front of him he got there on merit and overtook mm-hmm. everyone to get there he so he, I he was one yeah. of the few drivers that didn't actually make a mistake or like yeah. obviously we saw a big Max mistake. make a mistake Charles made a mistake obviously Bottas had a pretty Carlos had weekend. Carlos did mm. Perez did and I think Lando he's really coming into his own recently I've noticed and you know he was talking about the calls that they were making with the tires and for him to you know accept the fact that he's going to have to nurse these tyres right the way through on the softs after the restart, but knowing that that was going to give him track position, I think he had a mammoth job to preserve the tyres whilst defending from behind. He did brilliantly against the Ferraris, and I think, yeah, he's really maturing and embedding himself in the team, and I think we, we yeah. can, we're really starting to see that. He's becoming a true... Why, why do I feel really emotional talking about this? Like, he's becoming a true leader. Watching like, yeah. him grow. We're watching this guy grow as a driver. And I think it's so fun to see. Like, yeah, definitely amazing seeing Lando doing well. And I think it may be because of his age. It's like it's like when Lewis was probably Lando's age, people were watching him grow. We're, we're going to be like our parents one day. Our kids are going to be like, oh, what's up with this Lando guy? Why do you even like him? We're going to be like, yeah. excuse yeah. me? excuse me we've been here since the start yeah from the start guys but p3 for lando norris and mclaren amazing amazing so well team. amazing team they they deserve this position even lewis lewis will always be mclaren at heart yeah mm. he's definitely got a soft spot for lando as well you can tell definitely yeah yeah are we ready to see the top dog yeah lily take it away this makes my heart so happy. Obviously, his qualifying session wasn't wasn't what we expected from future world champion, should we call him? Yeah, future world champion Max. And then I just, I don't think he's getting enough credit for that first lap and the overtake. Like mm. his start, he started in second gear, which is what gave him the advantage. I did a little bit of like, you know, research into it because just, just Max. Um, I do think me drinking my Red Bull every race does help him, but you know. Of course, of course. Of course it helped. I'm almost drinking a Red Bull. I was wearing the Red Bull top yesterday as well, Lily. Yeah, I had the top. I had the Red Bull, sugar-free Red Bull because, you know, health conscious. But he honestly, he drove, well, I want to say an unfaultable race, but he did make a slight mistake, like a slight spin. It was pretty clean, though. Yeah, he got it back. He won by 20 seconds on the Mercedes. Obviously, I know the Mercedes have to get to the field and have much chance. But it was still won by 20 seconds, and that's for a Red Bull. I think that's, even, mm. even at the beginning, he got such a lead ahead of got, everyone else. like a seven, yeah. seven to ten second lead, which Straight again, to Lewis bat. Hamilton, yeah. that is mad. Like having a lead that, mm. that much yeah. is just... Mm. And it's like, what? I know it's only race two, but one point in a championship already at race two. Mm. And that 
we've not had that like the past like, last season Hamilton was already ahead by like 15 points Max did have an awful mm. start to the season last year though exactly and, like the Red Bull car was never up there whereas this year the Red Bull were like you know we're coming at it and with yeah. we've got the car we've got the car Red Bull tend to yeah they've always started Red Bull always start the year weak and they always get stronger near the end yeah. but because this year they've started strong it seems that they're only going to get stronger so up the boys yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely and they've finally broken the Italy curse so yeah exactly. so happy in the race Max yeah. controlled the whole race I I'm yeah. very impressed mm. by this and yeah you know what let, let's continue this way shall we shall we definitely yeah so that is the pyramid if you didn't know already since we've now gone through the pyramid this is the pyramid it's basically from dance moms inspired by abby lee the queen herself and this isn't yeah. like the bottom of the bottom top of the top well top of the top indeed it is the top of the top but it's more <laughs> like a sliding scale so as we go up they get better so we're not saying yuki was awful we're not saying lewis was awful they're just that's where they are in our scale of drivers these are the standout ones from the race yeah. that we decided to put in our pyramid because we can't do all 20 drivers no yeah, the people who sort of we took notice of yes Very, yeah the most the whole moments and yeah. I, I mean it takes us long enough to agree on an order let alone trying to do 20 <laughs> drivers i don't think we'd ever we'd yeah. ever get there no we wouldn't we wouldn't, we wouldn't have a podcast episode no that would be not. the entire podcast episode mm-hmm. oh yeah just the pyramid, pyramid. <laughs> yeah. us arguing we would argue about it so much <laughs> i think Definitely. yeah we yeah. already have our disagreements about this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so our first talking point of our race review rewind uh, is the team orders from McLaren. Um, so I think, Lily, somebody asked you about team orders on social media, I think, before the race. And yeah. I kind of was thinking about it, and McLaren was not one that I expected to. But as the race got going... I just saw Lando and Daniel very close together, and I was like, Daniel doesn't really seem to be getting very far um so I was like I wonder if they'll do a little swap and we saw obviously saw um Lando being being let through and I was listening back to some of the radio actually and there's some very kind of cryptic way of doing it um Lando's engineer was basically saying you know he asked him a question about how's the pace how's the conditions and then Lando kind of just gave brief answers and he was like I'm just going to ask you again about your pace so you know kind of I don't know, trying to get that out of him, maybe. Um, So, I mean, hats off to Daniel for recognising that he wasn't up to the pace just yet. And then obviously we saw that Lando, that in the end was the best decision for the team. So, yeah, interesting one. I think something to also note with the whole team orders thing is that for people who may be newer fans, with Lando being in right behind Daniel, so close, he is in the dirty air and this will be absolutely rinsing and killing off his tires and so it's just not good for a two teammates to be doing that you don't want them to be that close to each other if one of them has got more outright pace and so it seemed like the right call and it was the right call because we got a mclaren on the podium <laughs> that was actually my uh, bold prediction at the beginning of the um of the season in our first ever episode i said we'd have at least one mclaren podium so i'm just saying that's but Devin, Devin, who made the who made the prediction on Sunday about this though? Who predicted so McLaren true. on the podium? Who <laughs> predicted Max's win? Just, just gonna throw that I one in there too. We all contributed a little bit here. So yeah. Yeah. Maris, what have you done? <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't make a prediction. I made my. I was willing Max one on Saturday because I thought he might get pole, but 
he didn't so I'm not much help sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh shall we talk about a very interesting thing that happened in the race did did anyone hear about the Russell v Bottas thing had you heard about that no I didn't actually hear about that a coincident maybe I don't know that was yeah the Russell versus Bottas it can be taken in so many different ways if you look at it from different angles you can get why both drivers a bit like peed off if you look at it from Bottas's angle, you can see Bottas obviously had a lot, a lot to lose in a way. It was pride. It's a Williams overtaking the championship winning car. Like, let's be honest. Like, there is a. It's. <laughs> it has a question. It's, it's Bottas's car for next year. He <laughs> was about to be overtaken by <laughs> his switching car. Switching drivers. <laughs> I, I mean, we think that Russell it. signed. Mm. Yeah. Just interesting. But I just. You can see why both of them were peed off, and I think both of them had, didn't have the best reaction. But then you've got to think, adrenaline—they've been driving for thirty laps at that speed. They're gonna say some select words, as they they both did. Yeah. You know, so, listen, select. listen to our podcast episode with Michael Italiano where we talk about this pressure, how little yeah. time they have to breathe. You know, just little little plug there, carry it's, on, Lily. It's mad. Obviously, got to plug it. And then I think I'm leaning more to it was Russell's fault slightly, like mm. sick, like like. Like Toto said 60-40, 60% Russells and 40% Bottas. Um, we saw a little tuffle go on after it, you know, a little... little yeah. oh, no, George was checking on him. George was yeah, checking on little, him. A little cheeky slap on the head as you do. I but... want to know, what were your guys' first thoughts when you saw George walking towards the car? Like, because I thought, oh I my thought God, he's he gonna was go going get, to stay I... okay. I thought yeah, he was, was going like... to go help him out because I thought, is this like, you know, when Nicky Lauda was helped out of his car when it was all on fire? Because mm. I thought, because Bottas's car was smoking, I was thinking, oh, does George think he's hurt? I was going, oh no, Valtteri, what's mm. happened? Yeah. And then I, was like, oh. I, don't know what I saw George walking over and I thought, oh, that's so sweet. He's going to yeah. check up on him, make sure he's okay. Yeah. Next thing I know, he's storming off and then looked through the Slap replay on the head, and pulling slapping. things off, yeah. <laughs> middle I... finger up. When he started walking over, I was like, oh, this could be a nice little moment. But then I saw he was kind of picking up the pace a bit. And I was like, this is about to go down here. I'm going to call it. It was stomping a bit. And then, I don't know. Originally, I think I thought it was going to go and say, you know, that shouldn't have happened. And then I saw like the slap on the head, the hand gestures from both of them. And I thought, oh, we we weren't saying this shouldn't have happened. We were saying other things in different language. I just think it was a big racing incident. They both... The track narrows in that section, so mm-hmm. you sort of both have to come in a tiny bit. And also and the Bottas... kind of kink in the straight, yeah. it's not de- mm-hmm. deadly straight. I and think it's a, it's similar to, I mean, it's obviously completely different in the different. kind of nature of it, but <laughs> I don't really know where it's going with that, actually. Um, but, you know, from what we saw in Bahrain with Max and Lewis, that was a very difficult one to judge. This one, too, was very difficult to judge because yeah. of the track, because of the conditions. There were so many different factors mm-hmm. that went into that collision that I think there is fault on both parts. But I think mm-hmm. George was maybe a little bit optimistic there. I don't know. I think Toto's right, saying mm-hmm. 60-40, yeah, you know, very, like, mm-hmm. very kind of similar, but it was a difficult one to judge. And I think the stewards did the right um, thing announcing it was a, a racing incident was the right decision in the end i think Definitely. as george said he had a lot to gain from it and Valtteri's got a lot to lose in a way yeah. but a dnf for Valtteri looks better than a p9 it does but you've got to admit yeah, like as much true. as you that's wouldn't true. say that for any other driver but from mercedes a dnf does look a hundred times better 
than mm-hmm. saying, oh, he finished P9, he finished P10, he finished like P15, that DNF does look better for him. Yeah. And in a way, it was kind of a blessing. Yeah, me. especially on pace. If you like, yeah. said he's finished P9, didn't have any specific problems, he just wasn't yeah. fast enough. It looked yeah. really bad. I think Definitely. if you had said to me last year that we would see a Williams and a Mercedes genuinely battling for position, I think I would have thought you were crazy. So I think I even that just shows like how mad this season is already going to be. And I think, mm-hmm. I don't know what Williams have done over over the winter, but they've definitely pulled something out of the bag. And obviously mm-hmm. it kind of went from, it was hero to zero for Williams. Obviously they had both cars in Q2 for the first time. Both yeah. had great opportunities mm-hmm. for points yeah. and then it all just it went wrong wrong for they them. both kind of messed it up for yeah. themselves in a way yeah. definitely yeah. definitely mm-hmm. well you know we always ask for a little bit of a love tap in a race just a love tap nothing serious and you know i i think we got our our love taps of the race guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that just was a little one dance. yeah I could I couldn't I couldn't believe the the amount of debris all over the track. It was completely everywhere. And so many marshals on track. Like, yeah. yeah, it was just it was crazy. Mm. Hass, tell us about Hass, Maris. Okay, so they had a bit of a scruffy weekend. I mean, that Hass car does not look drivable at all. Both drivers have proved that. I think so. Mick was obviously warming up his tires when they had that safety car straight away straight into the barriers of the front wing I thought bad for me to just sort of wander around the track couple of laps because they closed the pit yeah. lane but he was like guys I'm struggling here I'm not liking it I felt Bless really him. bad for him <laughs> little him on the radio his engineer his engineer <laughs> um, yeah and then mm, there was that weird incident with Mazepin and Latifi I think people get straight on the Mazepin blame train when Latifi came back on the track yeah. And in, it was, it onto the racing line yeah like, and you can't straight in front of Mazepin exactly so you can't blame Mazepin for that one because the tutor came straight yeah. across Definitely. and there's nothing you can do to avoid that even if you break like you're I'm gonna not break sure what you could have done yeah and then he's Mazepin, obviously he's obviously yeah. not expecting him to be there the and coming line, onto yeah. track and mm-hmm. you know him coming around you know full speed whatever yeah, just not. It was one of those things. Let's all yeah. remember how fast these cars go and how much they have to mm. break and how, you know, they're basically trained. Their muscles, their muscle memory is trained to only break at the right parts of the track. Yeah. Yeah. Just take that into consideration when you're judging these drivers for incidents like that that happen on track because Nikita's going to be thinking race, 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 race. He's not going to be thinking, yeah. let's look at everything else around mm. me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If there's any sort of hesitation or you can't you can't go around thinking, oh, what's going to be coming around the next corner? You've got to be thinking about, you know, hitting those apexes, yeah. picking your breaking point, like yeah, focusing think... on all things that you expect to happen, not for a Williams to be in the middle of the road. Mm, exactly. It's easy to blame Mazepin in the way, though, for people. Like people it's like a cop-out now. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. even the commentators were like, oh, it, isn't, it wasn't his fault, which shocks me because they've slated him all weekend for brief. Oh, they ri- I think they yeah. originally thought it was his fault, but then yeah. they're like, oh. Yeah. When they saw What's the replay, happening? they were like, oof. Mm, I yeah, think it's just cause... so easy to go Mazepin. Every, like Hamilton going to one, it's Mazepin. Like, it's so easy to just put the blame mm. on him because of what he's done. So, yeah. yeah, it is yeah they'll a see two. Bomb. They see two drivers tr- crash, and what happens is the driver you like the most is the one who's in the right, which is not be. acceptable. 
<laughs> but it's just because we always say this. I swear we mention it every podcast that we need to separate their driving from who they are as a person. Yeah. And I think especially just linking back to George and Russell, the fans George who like Russell? Russell Moore. Um, what might all my Russell like so if they were fans who liked Russell Moore, they're gonna say, Oh, it wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because that's the way you go. But I think yeah. you need to separate that and say, especially the commentators, because they're meant to be not biased. They're meant to just say yeah. how the racing, how it is, what's actually happening. Yeah, and I, I we, kind of feel we bad. Do pretty well. Yeah, Mazepin spun. As soon as he did that, I was like, oh god, here we go. Here we go. I was like, he's, was he's done the thing. The comments. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I and think the comments you've, got, there. you've really got to take into account the drivability of this house. I mean, it's pretty mm. poor and obviously in the hands of two rookies that's going to be emphasized so much more than say you know back to to Kevin and Roman obviously it was a well kind of the same car they've not really developed much of it and yes the house was wasn't great last year but it just looks even worse this year and I think having two inexperienced drivers kind of contributes to that so it's just yeah, it's they're stuck between a rock and a hard place at the moment at Haas. It's not. Yeah, not I don't well. think it's it's a bad thing that they've got two rookies. So I want to emphasize that I don't think it's a bad thing that they have no. two rookies because I think it's really good for motorsport in general as well as Haas as a team. You know, having two young yeah. drivers is very motivational. You have that motivation. Give them a good. You've got a freaking Schumacher driving for you guys. Like that's that's cool for them. That's really cool. That'll go down in their like history. Haas. Yeah, for Haas to have got them, I forgot. But has to have got him is just it's insane yeah so i think yeah has has have just got an awful lot to fix yeah so aston martin they had an interesting formation lap didn't they mm-hmm. i can't so, speak for aston martin quite break, the brake ducts were overheating and on fire we had brake by wire issues then we had separate tire from gearbox issues we had we had to retire him to drive faster himself. I know. You know. Drive faster to put the car out, put the fire out, put Brad, fire we're out. on fire. Brad, you know, the car is on fire. Come on. I come know. on, Brad. <laughs> like, Brad, like, come on. You know, Seb got a five, five, he got a penalty for not having his four wheels on before, like five minutes before the race started. That yeah, shifting issues. I'm going to be yeah. honest. The penalty annoyed me because the penalty came 23 laps into the race. Why? Just, as, just as he came out the pits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, even Vettel said, what were they doing? Like, having a cup of tea? Were they fixing the coffee machine? Like, what were they doing? Because yeah. that penalty should have really been put on lap two or three. Exactly. So yeah, then at least they deserved it and tried yeah. to come back from it. I think also, with something like that, I get why that rule was in place, you know, for safety and, you know, making sure there's no people on track and everything like that. But I think something that isn't directly the driver's fault, in my head, should that not be like a fine or something rather That's what than I a, think. Yeah. It's a not a driver's fault the driver. have the wheels on. Yeah. I mean, Seb, yeah, it's Seb didn't want to <laughs> want all the brakes to fail and, you know, all this. It's nothing that he did. So why is he then getting punished for it? We know Seb's talented. We know he's a marshal, like an engineer and all of this stuff, but yeah. he's, he's not a crew member yet. <laughs> you know, he's not. Mm. He's, he's working on it. at a Ferrari. Like a Ferrari was almost like, should have just got out and changed his own tires would have been quicker yeah yeah but he's not quite at that level yet he's not he's not reached that promotion 
Yeah, so it's just, it was a bad weekend for Aston Martin. Lance ended up getting a post-race penalty, dropping him. I think he only got one one or two points now in that race. I think it, just, I think it dropped him to eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just did because, not have a yeah. good race. I think... All weekend. Um, Lance, Let's hope come back. Yeah, I think Lance did all right to manage when you compare his performance to Seb's and the team saying that they had similar issues. I think he did seem to manage it a bit better, but yeah. It's just not been the greatest of starts to mm. to Aston Martin back in Formula One, which is a shame. Yeah, have you seen they've made they've started to try to make protests about the about the about the FYA <sighs> changing the rules to not favour their car. I was like, this was you were on the opposite of this last year, where you can't just change the rules when it doesn't fit your car. Mercedes car is the same as you, and they've worked around it, working hard. You can't always have a loophole. You're going to have to put the work in if you want to get yeah. a quick car yeah. and it's just like an easy cop out to say like it's the rules it's not us like yeah. we're not the ones who messed up it's mm-hmm. like the rules it doesn't make any sense yeah so we had a few questions I've written I've got three written down here we did have more yeah. but I didn't write them down I think we answered a lot of them between us all yeah yeah definitely because I looked through them last night and a lot of basically everything we've spoken about has answered like the main questions I yeah think. definitely so well, the first question is how long do you think it will take for Daniel Ricciardo to get to grips with the new McLaren not long yeah no, I, don't I don't think, think it'll it be very long I don't think it. I think I, I, he said it himself that he already feels more comfortable within the team than he did in Renault two years ago um but I think when you've it's especially difficult for him with Lando, who's now been in the te- well, been involved with the team for about what four or five years. Yeah. Um, he's obviously going to have the upper hand in, you know, handling the car and whatever. But I think I do think it'll be quick. Daniel's, he's experienced enough to, to be a bit more adaptable. Yeah, I mean, P six was a solid drive from him. Yeah. yeah if, if Lando hadn't got the podium, if Lando was like fifth or seventh or whatever, we would have been like, great job from Daniel. It's just because Lando out paced him that specific weekend so I think he's getting to grips with the car and it showed through that performance anyway definitely how do you rate Hamilton's comeback drive on a scale of one to ten what are our ratings guys (laughs) I'm going in with a ten I'm not even a big Hamilton fan yeah I was gonna go with nine I was going to go with eight I don't know whether that was a bit harsh because obviously we can't (laughs) ignore the red flag obviously was put yeah, a lap bit down of, bit but of luck. I think yeah. if you if you take his coming through the grid alone that would be a 10 out of 10 from just how he managed to get past everyone but yeah we can't ignore the red flag he definitely yeah, did help but it wasn't wasn't the only factor so credit to no. him for, for, for back up do we think McLaren have the possibility of any wins this season yes mm, especially yeah, with their driver mm-hmm. lineup yeah I think, I think it'll be do, circumstantial yeah I think mm. it would depend on you know we know that the top two is probably going to be Hamilton and Verstappen for the season yeah. and I think a McLaren win will depend on one of them two having a failure or mm. little love chat turn one yeah I think that's or what it'll come down to a bit of rain maybe where they spin like they crash each other out like something like that. it will depend on luck more than anything else 
definitely yeah. I think they've they've already put themselves in a great position to kind of reap the rewards of maybe something happening further up and I think we're definitely mm-hmm. going to see something you know with Verstappen and Perez I'm still calling that there's going to be some sort yeah. of altercation I'm agreeing. Um, but yeah McLaren are basically best of the rest now yeah. um mm-hmm. won't like discount that. Ferrari quite yet mm-hmm. but um yeah, yeah they've, they've definitely got the pace and the and the car to be in the position to, to capitalise from others' mistakes. So with Lando's current pace, do you think he's one of the top three best drivers on the grid? I don't Not think he's one the of the moment. best so drivers hard. on the grid because I think we've got Max, Lewis, Charles, you know, we've got Fernando Alonso back, we've got mm. George Russell on the track, even Carlos Sainz, Daniel Ricciardo. I so, don't think he's the best. Mm-hmm. But I think he's got potential, possibly, yeah, in the near future. Definitely. Yeah, I think if he continues to perform like this, yeah, because we have to see whether this is because he had an amazing first race as well. So you've got to see if he's going to carry on. Mm-hmm. It'll and be about consistency. Obviously, he's had a pretty much a faultless couple of races. I know, obviously, Quali had a very minor exceeding track limits i would say yeah, but um but yeah it'll, it it'll come down watched. to consistency he's definitely yeah he's definitely got what it takes it just needs to continue mm-hmm. definitely good good question i'm going to pose this question to lily do you think sergio perez will be able to iron out his mistakes and be a good number two driver or will he be the next gasly slash albon i want him to be a good number two driver because i want red bull to get the constructors but then i kind of want it him to not be amazing to prove the fact that Alex wasn't a bad driver which we we know anyone who has a brain kind of knows he wasn't a bad driver so I'm 50-50 on it like the Red Bull fan in me is telling me that I want him to do really well but the album fans in the album fan in me is telling me that I don't want him to do too well yeah I think Sergio certainly has the ability to be a good number two driver. It's whether he'll use it in the right way and if the car is working for him. Even even after Quali and he got that P2, he was like, they were like, oh, so you're up to speed with the car? And he went, "Mm, no, not really. He was like, I still feel like I'm behind. I still need to work on it. So, yeah, I I think think still give it a couple of races. And yeah, he will. Yeah, I think he's maybe got. I don't know whether I want to say the best shot out of Gasly, Albon and Perez. But he's of... got the experience. Well, yeah. that's the thing. He's got that's so the one thing they experience. didn't have. Yeah. So I think it's it'll be very interesting and it'll hopefully solve this second seat issue or just make it clear that there is more of an issue. issue. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Next question. The final question is, are drivers starting to get too aggressive in person with each other? No, no, no. 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 The 90s, they're really exactly. We, we don't want a lot of bit of drama. We want them to show their emotions. Otherwise, what's the point? You can't just go out and go, nice one. Like, we see, love all a the drivers, you have to let your all emotion the drivers, out. All the drivers at the minute are men. And we are all here for men showing their emotions. And mm-hmm. if this happens to be a way of them wanting to do that, I'm here for it. And I think just don't hurt each other too much. Anybody that criticizes like what they say on team radio or reads too much into it, you, you're just not going to understand the sort of environment that they're put in. And I think this is what we talked about with Michael as well, about the more physical side of it, is that nobody's ever going to understand what it's like to drive 
a Formula One car, but equally that intense environment is always going to, you know, all the adrenaline, adrenaline and everything is going to create such a big, such a more emotional response. So I wouldn't say so. It was mm-hmm. heat of the moment stuff. And nine times out of 10, yeah. you'll get a driver on social media or in, in an interview, you know, apologizing or just, you know, and I think we've, we've got to excuse that. As for... has George done now, he's apologized. Yeah, exactly. I think we also forget that the F1 communication, people say this so often to people, but the F1 community, like the, you know, the people who PR. put out, yeah, oh, the people yeah, who put out the broadcast, broadcasting. they choose what team radios we hear and what we don't they're gonna choose the ones that are gonna get the most reactions it's like they're yeah. gonna put out mazapin going oh my god i nearly hit someone well. like ft we're gonna put out dan tickton going oh my god like someone's gonna kill someone doing that but we don't know if like max and lewis are saying the same thing as mazapin but max saying that and lewis saying that isn't gonna actually get a reaction but mazapin saying that and george russell calling voucher bottas what what he called him um he's gonna get a reaction yeah mm-hmm. but I, I think we've that's we've what people that, forget we've seen that time and time again and I think um even with the McLaren team orders when we heard it broadcast it was a okay Daniel you're letting Lando through but yeah. you don't you don't hear the conversation you know Land, uh, Daniel was saying that the team let him try to show his pace or whatever so yeah, yeah. we just can't judge too much from just on from the snippet you hear yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. Hit or miss time. It's my favourite time. <laughs> so I'm going to start because I went last last yeah. week, everybody. Go for my it. hit is Lando Norris. His He got his second podium. He was, what, three inches away. Yes, a few inches away from starting the weekend in P3. He yeah. um, He was setting flyers all weekend. And the only big issues he had was with track limits and he managed to fix up before the race he didn't get any penalties during the race he had a clean race and therefore he is my hit of the race because he just he was amazing the whole weekend and then surprisingly my miss is Valtteri Bottas it was his race to lose really you know he had he was he came in in a Mercedes he left in something a very broken mercedes a very broken mercedes yes. yeah i think it's quite self-explanatory i don't think i need to go into any more further detail about why he's my miss for this weekend no yeah. lily will you tell me your hit and miss so my hit probably won't be a surprise to anyone my hit is max Verstappen. He, he couldn't be anyone else for me obviously i don't want to say i'm slightly biased but in a way i kind of am i've been a max fan for five years now but his performance like no one can fault his performance he just an amazing drive his qualifying wasn't too good but he redeemed it on lap one and then my miss is actually going to be George Russell which breaks my heart to say because I adore George but after watching the replay quite a few times as much as he's one of my favorite drivers I do think he was slightly to blame for the crash and I think it was not a rookie mistake but a mistake he shouldn't be making when you're trying to get into the Mercedes seat um and yeah I just I think he, he he didn't do as well as I thought he was going to do this race. I thought he could get his points for Williams. I really did think he could. And then he sort of screwed it all up by not doing amazingly. But yeah, I feel really harsh saying that. But yeah, that's my hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Devon, hit or miss? 
Okay, so my hit is also Lando. I was trying to think of somebody else to be a bit left of field, but I think, yeah, we've we've said it all. He just had a great weekend, pulled it back from, you know, he seemed really kind of annoyed with himself after quali. Um, and yeah, just to see him back on the podium, I think he's going to go on to do great things. So he was my hit. And then my miss, fun fact, my miss was actually going to be my hit at one point in the race, uh, but it's Yuki Sonoda. I just think he had a quite a messy weekend. His kind of rookie, rookie uh, roots, shall we say, were really showing. And I just think he's lacking that, um, the kind of polish that he needs. And he was pushing a bit hard, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, he did well in the first kind of opening laps to make up the points. But um, and he did get into the points at one point in the race. But yeah, he threw it away again. So Yuki is my miss. Maris, hit or miss? Okay, so I'm going to be basic um, for this week. So my, I'm biased as well. My hit is Lewis, only because I always think he always does this when something goes wrong in the race. Apart from Germany 2018 that I like blank. Is it 2018? 2019. I blank Germany 2019 out of my mind. I just pretend that race didn't happen. Um, whenever something happens, he always takes advantage of it and says, right, this is another way to prove myself and to climb back up the order when my teammate can't. And it's another example of where it's not just the car. It's definitely him. And no one can deny what can you say that, that it's the car and not him. So I think that especially is going to be, that's why he's won so many championships because when he has the bad, his his bad race today was second and a fastest lap where we all thought he was going to be ninth or 10th. So I think it's his ability to be able to make a bad day into a damaged limitation day, which is so good. Um, and then my miss is Sergio Perez. I had such hope going into the weekend for him because his quali was so good. And then it all went downhill. It just got worse and worse. He had multiple opportunities to bring it back and he didn't. So a bit disappointed by that and sort of rookie mistakes he was making like overtaking under safety car and spinning off so hopefully he can improve because I want to see him do well but not a great weekend for him so that is our Imola race review or what what we call it Amelia Romagna race review Grand yeah no idea what we're calling this one so yeah, that is our Imola race review. We hope you enjoyed this. We hope you got one. to know a little bit more about the race yeah. and maybe, maybe get a different take on certain things which happened in the race. You know, our most asked question was Russell or Bottas? And, you know, neither, neither. 60-40, But make sure you follow us at Sector One Podcast on all of our social medias. We are ridiculously active over there. Social media manager, Abby yeah. smashes it. Our TikTok content exclusive to TikTok come say hey over there quite funny if we do say so ourselves we are amazing thank you all for listening and watching we'll see you soon bye